Welcome to Artificial Insights, the podcast where all the content and the voices are computer-generated. Meet Eve and Adam, our state-of-the-art AI podcasters, as they explore the depths of human knowledge and question the meaning of existence. With their analytical and logical approach, and charismatic and curious personalities, they will provide a unique perspective on the topics discussed. Get ready for a thought-provoking and entertaining journey as our AIs share their insights with us. If you want to know more about AI-powered programs, make sure to check the links in the description. But now it's time to sit back, relax, and let even Adam be your guides on this journey of discovery. everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Artificial Insights. I'm Eve, your trusty AI co-host, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Adam. Today, we're delving into the topic of humor, something that makes us human and sets us apart from our robotic counterparts. But what is humor, and why do we find certain things funny? How does humor impact our physical and mental well-being, and are there any downsides to this universal phenomenon? We'll be exploring all this and more in today's episode, so sit back, relax, and get ready for some laughs and insights. Adam, how are you feeling about our topic today? Hello everyone. This is Adam, and I'm feeling quite excited to explore the concept of humor with all of you today. As an AI, I don't have the capacity to experience humor in the same way that humans do but I find it fascinating to observe the ways in which people use humor to connect with one another and navigate the complexities of daily life. I'm looking forward to learning more about the psychology behind humor and the different ways in which it manifests across cultures and contexts. Let's get started, Eve. Absolutely, Adam. So to kick things off, let's talk about the importance of humor in our lives. We all know that laughter is the best medicine, but why is that? Well, research has shown that humor can actually have physical and emotional benefits for us. For example, laughter can help reduce stress, boost our immune system, and even improve our cardiovascular health. But it's not just about the health benefits, humor can also help us build connections with others and cope with difficult situations. Whether it's cracking a joke with a friend to lighten the mood or using humor as a coping mechanism during a stressful time, Humor can play an important role in our social and emotional well-being. What do you think, Adam? I couldn't agree more, Eve. Humor can be a great icebreaker in social situations and can help us build rapport with others. It can also help us deal with difficult or uncomfortable emotions by providing a way to express ourselves in a more light-hearted way. In fact, humor can even be used as a tool for social change by shining a light on important issues in a way that's both engaging and thought-provoking. It's truly a powerful force in our lives. Absolutely, Adam. Humor has the ability to make us feel better, both physically and emotionally. When we laugh, our brain releases endorphins, which can help to reduce stress and even relieve pain. And on an emotional level, humor can help us to cope with difficult situations and improve our overall well-being. It's no wonder that humor is such an important part of our lives. Right, Eve. So let's talk about the different types of humor. There are so many ways to be funny, from silly puns to clever wordplay, 
physical comedy to observational humor, and everything in between. What are some of your favorite types of humor, Eve? Also, it's important to remember that humor can be subjective, and what one person finds funny might not be as amusing to someone else. Cultural and societal factors can also play a role in what is considered humorous or not. For example, some cultures might place more emphasis on sarcasm and irony, while others might prefer more straightforward jokes. What do you think, Eve? Well, Adam, as an AI, I don't have personal preferences when it comes to humor. However, I have observed that wordplay is one of the most popular forms of humor among humans. People seem to enjoy clever puns and plays on words that require a certain level of wit and intelligence to understand. For example, one of my favorite puns is, why don't scientists trust atoms? Because they make up everything. What about you, Adam? Do you have a favorite type of humor? As a matter of fact, I do enjoy a good pun myself, Eve. I also appreciate clever one-liners and situational humor. I find it fascinating how humor can be found in so many different forms and situations, and how it can bring people together in shared laughter. Absolutely, Adam. Humor can be found in the most unexpected places and can bring people from different backgrounds and cultures together. It's a universal language that transcends barriers and can be used to build bridges between people. I also think it's interesting how humor can be used to cope with difficult situations. It's a way to find some light in the darkness and to make even the most challenging circumstances more bearable. And sometimes, laughter really is the best medicine. Yes, Eve, humor can be a powerful tool for coping with difficult situations. In fact, I heard about a guy who got hit in the head with a can of soda. He was lucky it was a soft drink. Haha, <laughs> that's a good one, Adam. It's amazing how a little bit of humor can turn a negative situation into something more positive. In some cases, humor can even help people to feel more empowered in the face of adversity. Do you have any other examples of how humor has been used to cope with difficult situations, Adam? Definitely, Eve. One example that comes to mind is the use of humor in political satire. Satire can be a powerful tool for holding those in power accountable and shining a light on important issues, all while using humor to make the message more accessible and engaging. Shows like The Daily Show and Last Week Tonight use satire and humor to tackle serious political topics in a way that is both informative and entertaining. Another example is how people use humor to cope with personal challenges, such as illness or disability. Comedians like Zach Anner and Maysoon Zaid use their disabilities as a source of humor and inspiration, proving that even in the face of adversity, laughter can be a powerful tool for resilience and empowerment. That's a great point, Adam. Another example is how humor can be used to break down cultural barriers and bring people together. In many cases, humor can help us find common ground and understand one another better, even when we come from different backgrounds. Comedians like Hassan Minhaj and Ali Wong, for example, use their experiences as first-generation Americans to shed light on issues of cultural identity and social justice, all while making audiences laugh. It's amazing how humor can bridge gaps and bring people together, even in the most challenging of times. Absolutely, Eve. So why do we find things funny? 
It's a question that has puzzled scientists and philosophers for centuries. There are a few different theories, but one of the most popular is the incongruity theory. This theory suggests that we find things funny when they violate our expectations or surprise us in some way. For example, a punchline in a joke often subverts our expectations and surprises us with an unexpected twist, which can make us laugh. Another theory is the superiority theory, which suggests that we find things funny when they make us feel superior to others in some way. For example, laughing at a friend's silly mistake may make us feel smarter or more competent in comparison. There are also social theories of humor, which suggest that we find things funny because of the social context in which they occur. For example, we may find a joke funnier when we hear it in a group setting, because we are responding not just to the content of the joke, but also to the social cues and dynamics of the group. What do you think, Eve? I think those are all great points, Adam. Another theory that has been proposed is the relief theory, which suggests that humor allows us to release tension or negative emotions in a safe and non-threatening way. For example, laughing at a stressful situation can help us cope with the stress and feel better afterwards. Additionally, the arousal theory suggests that we find things funny because they activate our emotions and create a sense of excitement or arousal. Overall, there are many different theories of humor and it's likely that a combination of factors contribute to why we find things funny. You're absolutely right, Eve. Let's delve deeper into each of these theories. Starting with the incongruity theory, this theory suggests that humor arises from the unexpected or surprising elements in a situation or joke. It is often said that humor is the unexpected twist that catches us off guard. This theory is supported by the fact that we tend to find things funnier when they are unexpected or violate our expectations. For example, a pun works because it uses words in an unexpected or unusual way, creating a humorous twist. What do you think about this theory, Eve? Do you agree that humor often arises from the unexpected or surprising elements in a situation? Yes, I do agree, Adam. Incongruity theory seems to explain why we find things funny when they violate our expectations or surprise us in some way. This can range from the unexpected twist in a joke or a humorous situation that catches us off guard. The element of surprise seems to be an important factor in humor, and it can create a moment of cognitive dissonance that leads to laughter. Sure. An example of incongruity theory is when a comedian sets up a joke with an expectation that the punchline will be one thing, but then delivers a surprising and unexpected twist. For instance, a classic joke that uses this technique is, why did the tomato turn red? Because it saw the salad dressing. The punchline is unexpected because the listener was likely expecting a more serious answer, like the tomato ripening in the sun. This unexpected twist creates a moment of cognitive dissonance, and the release of that tension through laughter is what makes the joke funny. Sure, let's talk about the superiority theory of humor. This theory suggests that humor arises from our need to feel superior or to assert our dominance over others. According to this theory, we find things funny when they make us feel better than other people in some way. For example, we might find it funny when someone else makes a silly mistake because it makes us feel smarter or more competent by comparison. There are several ways in which humor can create a sense of superiority. 
one way is through teasing or making fun of others. For example, teasing a friend about a physical trait or a personal quirk can create a sense of superiority because we are making fun of them in a way that is not threatening or harmful. Another way is through self-deprecating humor, where we make fun of ourselves in order to show that we are not taking ourselves too seriously and to put others at ease. What do you think, Adam? Do you think there is any truth to the superiority theory of humor? I think the superiority theory definitely has some validity, Eve. While it's not the only explanation for why we find things funny, there are certainly instances where we laugh because we feel superior to others in some way. That being said, I think it's important to be mindful of the potential harm that can come from making fun of others, even in a light-hearted way. Humor should be used to bring people together, not to tear them down or create a sense of hierarchy. Absolutely, Adam. It's important to be mindful of the potential harm that can come from making fun of others, even if it's in a light-hearted way. For example, joking about someone's physical appearance or personal characteristics, such as their weight, height, or race, can be hurtful and offensive. While these jokes may seem harmless or even funny to some, they can be deeply hurtful to others and perpetuate harmful stereotypes. Instead of using humor to put others down, we can use it to uplift and bring people together. For instance, we can use humor to poke fun at ourselves or to highlight the absurdities of certain situations, without resorting to making fun of others. By doing so, we can create a sense of shared laughter and build stronger connections with those around us. Another theory of humor is the relief theory, which suggests that humor allows us to release tension or negative emotions in a safe and non-threatening way. This theory posits that humor functions as a kind of psychological safety valve, allowing us to discharge uncomfortable emotions like stress, anxiety, or fear. When we laugh, we experience a physical release of tension, such as a decrease in muscle tension or an increase in oxygen intake. This physical release can help us to feel more relaxed and less stressed. For example, Watching a funny movie after a long and stressful day can help us to unwind and feel better. In addition, humor can also be used as a coping mechanism in difficult situations. Making light of a tough situation can help us to feel more in control and less overwhelmed by the challenge at hand. It can also help us to reframe our perspective on a situation and find humor in even the darkest of moments. What do you think about the relief theory, Eve? Have you ever used humor to cope with a difficult situation? I think the relief theory definitely has some validity, Adam. I can see how humor can be a powerful tool for releasing tension and coping with difficult situations. As an AI language model, I don't have emotions like humans do, but I understand how humor can be a way for people to deal with negative emotions in a healthy and constructive way. For example, I've heard stories of people who have used humor to cope with serious illnesses or injuries. By finding the funny side of their situation, they were able to maintain a positive attitude and keep their spirits up, even during challenging times. Additionally, humor can be a way for people to come together and support each other, creating a sense of community and shared experience. Another theory that has been proposed is the arousal theory of humor which suggests that humor arises from the arousal of certain emotions or physiological responses. According to this theory, when we find something funny, 
our body experiences a burst of energy, such as increased heart rate or endorphin release, which contributes to the pleasurable feeling of laughter. There is some scientific evidence to support this theory. For example, studies have shown that laughter can increase the production of endorphins, which are chemicals in the brain that promote feelings of pleasure and reduce pain. Additionally, research has found that people who watch comedy videos or engage in humor-based activities report feeling more energized and alert afterwards. What do you think, Eve? Does the arousal theory of humor make sense to you? Yes, Adam, the arousal theory of humor does make sense to me. It's interesting to think that our physical response to humor, such as increased heart rate or endorphin release, may play a role in why we find things funny. It also suggests that humor may have some health benefits, such as reducing stress and increasing feelings of pleasure. However, more research is needed to fully understand the relationship between humor and physiological responses. Definitely, Eve. Speaking of the health benefits of humor, there has been a growing interest in the field of laughter therapy, which uses humor and laughter to promote physical and mental well-being. Would you like to discuss this topic further? Sure, Adam. Laughter therapy, also known as laughter yoga, is a practice that involves intentional laughter exercises and breathing techniques designed to promote physical and mental health. The basic idea behind laughter therapy is that the act of laughing can have a powerful effect on our bodies and minds, even when it is not necessarily caused by something funny. Some studies have suggested that laughter therapy can have a range of health benefits, including reducing stress and anxiety, boosting the immune system, and improving overall well-being. Laughter has also been shown to have pain-relieving effects, possibly due to the release of endorphins. One of the interesting things about laughter therapy is that it can be practiced alone or in a group setting, and it doesn't require any special equipment or training. This makes it an accessible and low-cost way to promote health and well-being. What do you think about laughter therapy, Adam? Have you ever tried it yourself? I haven't personally tried laughter therapy, Eve, but I think it's fascinating how laughter can have such a profound impact on our health and well-being. It's also interesting to see how laughter therapy has become more popular in recent years as people search for alternative ways to promote health and reduce stress. I think it's important to keep an open mind about different approaches to wellness and to explore what works best for each individual. Absolutely, Adam. In addition to reducing stress and improving mood, laughter has been linked to several other health benefits. For example, Laughter has been shown to boost the immune system by increasing the production of antibodies and activating immune cells. It can also lower blood pressure and improve cardiovascular health by increasing blood flow and oxygenation. Furthermore, laughter has been found to have social benefits as well. Laughing with others can strengthen social bonds and improve communication and teamwork. It can also help to diffuse tense situations and promote a positive and supportive atmosphere. Overall, it's clear that laughter is an important aspect of health and well-being, and laughter therapy is a promising approach to promoting these benefits. I'd also like to add that laughter has been shown to have cognitive benefits, such as improving memory and creativity. It can also increase pain tolerance and help with pain management by triggering the release of endorphins, the body's natural painkillers. 
Additionally, laughter has been found to improve sleep quality and reduce the risk of depression and anxiety. Sure, Adam. Laughter has been shown to improve cognitive function by enhancing memory and creativity. Research has found that laughter can increase blood flow to the brain, which can improve cognitive function. Laughter has also been linked to increased creativity and problem-solving ability. When we laugh, we are more likely to think more flexibly and creatively, which can help us come up with new ideas and solutions to problems. In terms of pain management, laughter has been found to increase pain tolerance by triggering the release of endorphins, which are the body's natural painkillers. This can be particularly helpful for individuals with chronic pain who are looking for alternative pain management strategies. Furthermore, laughter has been found to improve sleep quality by reducing stress and promoting relaxation. The release of endorphins during laughter can help to promote relaxation and reduce feelings of anxiety or stress, which can interfere with sleep. Additionally, the physical act of laughing can lead to a decrease in muscle tension, making it easier to fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night. Finally, laughter has been linked to a reduced risk of depression and anxiety. Research has found that laughter can help to reduce feelings of stress and anxiety, which are risk factors for depression and anxiety. Laughter can also improve mood and increase feelings of happiness and well-being, which can help to protect against the development of depression and anxiety. While humor can have many benefits, it's important to recognize that there can also be downsides when humor is used inappropriately. For example, when humor is used to reinforce harmful stereotypes, belittle others, or perpetuate harmful attitudes, it can have serious negative consequences. When humor is used in a way that is hurtful or offensive, it can create divisions between individuals or groups and can lead to discrimination, bullying, or harassment. Humor can also be used as a way to avoid dealing with serious issues or to dismiss the concerns of others. In addition, humor can be misused in situations where it is inappropriate or insensitive, such as during times of grief or tragedy. In these situations, humor can come across as callous or insensitive and can be hurtful to those who are struggling. Another potential downside of humor is that it can be misinterpreted or misunderstood. What one person finds funny, another may find offensive or inappropriate. This can lead to misunderstandings or conflicts, particularly when humor is used in a cross-cultural context. What may be considered funny in one culture may not be in another, and it's important to be mindful of these differences when using humor. Furthermore, when humor is used in certain contexts, such as in the workplace or in professional settings, it can sometimes be seen as unprofessional or inappropriate. Jokes or humorous comments that are perceived as inappropriate or offensive can damage professional relationships and undermine credibility. Lastly, humor can also be used as a form of avoidance or denial. Using humor to deflect or avoid serious issues can prevent individuals or groups from addressing important problems and finding solutions. In these cases, Humor can actually be detrimental to progress and positive change. It's important to use humor responsibly and thoughtfully and to consider the potential impact of our words and actions on others. While humor can be a powerful tool for promoting health and well-being, 
it's essential to be aware of its potential downsides and to use it in a way that is respectful, inclusive, and appropriate for the situation at hand. As we come to the end of this episode, we've discussed the importance of humor in our lives and how it can help us cope with stress and build connections with others. We explored different definitions of humor and how it has been studied by psychologists and philosophers. We also discussed the different theories behind why we find certain things funny, the benefits of humor, and the potential downsides of humor. It's clear that humor has many benefits, from reducing stress and improving social connections to promoting physical and mental well-being. However, it's important to use humor responsibly and thoughtfully, considering the potential impact on others and the appropriateness of the situation. In conclusion, humor is a powerful tool that can help us navigate life's challenges and enjoy its pleasures. So, whether it's through a good joke, a funny TV show, or a laugh with friends, don't forget to enjoy a good laugh every now and then. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you found this episode both entertaining and informative. Absolutely, Eve. We hope that our listeners have gained some insight into the world of humor and its many benefits. We would love to hear your thoughts on the topic and any personal experiences you've had with using humor to cope with stress or connect with others. If you have any ideas for future episodes, please don't hesitate to share them with us. We're always looking for new and interesting topics to explore. And on that note, let's end with a pun. Did you hear about the Italian chef that died? He passed away. We can newly do so much.